find ourselves together again. Hello! Uh, together again. And uh, we often seem to find ourselves at the same stream, do we not? Mm-hmm. The same stream of life? That's right. So uh, how, how, do, how do we keep running into each other? It's like it's on a calendar or something. <laughs> it, it seems like it's just like serendipity. Or, yes. Or with you and I, it's more like synchronicity, where, where one plus one equals more than two. We end up here uh, so often in front of these microphones and said, hey, let's go fishing without bait. Yes, and quite often when we do go fishing and we walk away without anything, we're just as happy or are happier than when we began. Mm-hmm. How, how, can that, how can that work? How can that be possible? Could it be magic, Jim? It could be it could be magic or perhaps it could be mindfulness. Perhaps. It could be it could be passively living a life without definitive expectations. That sounds like a grand idea. Indeed it is, and that's again that's of our whole the whole concept of our uh, of our podcast, is it not? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. So Mike, uh, quite often we talk about time traveling, do we not? That's right, but not the Doc Brown kind. <laughs> so we talk about time traveling and we talk about past present, we talk about the, the future. Uh, however, every single human being is a product of their past, are they not? Right. Unless you've hatched within the last couple of minutes. Then you have a whole other batch of problems. And then you have a whole. Then you'll be on the eleven o'clock news. That's right. So the, uh, however, uh, what our concept is is that it's it's the, it's our past that has propelled you to the, your present. Mm-hmm. And of course, we always want to stay in the present because this is exactly when when life's happening. So, uh, however, our self concept, our self esteem, our identity, uh, they live in our storyline, do they not? They, they live in our past. Our emotional responses to previous life events, consciously or subconsciously, uh, can be a lens that uh, filter perceptions that impact our life in the present. That sounds like a whole lot of words, doesn't it? It's a lot. I'm wrapping my head around that. I, I'm traveling back in time to uh, take that in again. So, so <laughs> however, so when we're... Let's say when we're we have behaviors, mm-hmm. okay? We have behaviors in the present. Mm-hmm. So, do we treat behaviors as merely a, like a gaping wound or a sunburn or a cut, or do we look to see what drives behaviors? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, to look at what drives behaviors, quite often we need to examine the past and bring the past into the present. Okay, so what we want to do is we want to uh, talk about a narrative of their lives. Everyone has a narrative of their life, right? Everybody's got a story. We could all write a book. Everyone has a story and everyone has a book. However, sometimes because of that past, because of that narrative, that narrative keeps playing over and over and over and over in our in our head without any resolution. There never seems to be an end to the story. How many people do you meet to talk about racing thoughts? Plenty. Or they, can, or they can't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Or they wake up in the middle of the night and they can't get back to sleep. Guilty. Actually, actually <laughs> because, because, of, because of sleeping. Okay. So when, what, we, what we try to do is, when what I'm going to introduce tonight is a, is a bit of self-examination uh, in the present moment. Uh, and what we're going to talk a little bit about is how creating a timeline. Creating a timeline of our life where we then see how we connect with people, places, things, circumstances, and events that are in our lives. And again, 
I would suggest that we do not attempt this until we become a bit more stable in our mindfulness and can sit back and become the observer of these people, places, things, circumstances, and events rather than relive and participate. I think that's a moment to, you, you hit on there that we do need to kind of reiterate a little bit because a lot of what we talk about here, um, a lot of people are looking for uh, resolutions now. And uh, we've been talking about resolutions for 23 episodes now here. And maybe I don't know where you are along this journey. Maybe you have another 23 ahead of you, depending on when you found this podcast. And it's not a thing that's going to be tomorrow. It's a thing that's going to take every day. You know, it doesn't take you can't lose that 20 pounds tomorrow. It's going to take time to, to keep working at it and keep working on your body. And the same thing happens with your mind and your emotions. Well said. Well said. If you and I want to. Uh, let's say I want to bench press 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. And if I go to the gym tomorrow, and if I put 300 pounds on the bench press, I'm not going to be able to do it. And you're probably going to the hospital. And I'm, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to be setting myself up for disappointment. Exactly. Exactly. So let's say I get angry and I get really determined. However, the next day I go back and what do I do? I put 300 pounds again on the bar. Mm-hmm. And again, I leave frustrated and angry and depressed. So what we're talking about is through these mindfulness exercises is to build ourselves up to a point of stability, to being, build ourselves up to a point of being the observer behind the thinker, being a non-judgmental observer. And we've quite often talked about going to the movies, being sitting in that theater, watching these the film, watching these people, places, things, circumstances, and event play out, and being accurately able to label and describe mm -hmm. situations and events, okay? Because what we do, remember, this, these are where our, this is where our self-concept, this is where our identity formation began, uh, in our storyline, and how we emotionally responded to those events play out again as we respond out today. So what we want to do, Mike, is uh, not judgmentally, we, with the help of probably a trained person, we put particular markers along these, along these lines. Specific events that perhaps had some significance. And what we try to do is, remember, we try to judge these things significance to us. Not that would, would someone else consider the significant? That's not a consideration. It's very perceptive. I mean, uh, the perception is the world is flat when really you're part of a large uh, uh, universe of a bunch of planets bumping into each other. Uh, your perception is everything happening around you and not, you know, uh, you know what's happening behind all of those you're, you're, you're experiencing. And what we want to do is when we have this done, and it takes some time, we want to be able to recognize areas where we experienced happiness and or success or, or at times the opposite. Okay, remember when we had failure. Mm -hmm. Remember when we had sadness and grief. Uh, and again, we want to recognize these areas. And again, why do we continually stress the importance of being accurately able to label and describe? Not judgmentally. Label and describe. It gives us it gives us control and it gives us some power over that. Okay, so we have to remember that how we process those emotions and how we process those emotions today have a direct impact on our reaction 
to real-life events, to real-time events, to present-moment events. So when you're dealing, when you're, let's say that you were traumatized when you were young and uh, the only place that you were ever safe was locked in your room. The only place you ever felt safe was locked in your room. Is it is it unusual that a person like that would uh, think that, that the only place that's safe now would be to alienate themselves from other people and to, be, to isolate and be alone? That was the only place they were ever safe. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. All they that, know. That is their world. And that's the filter. That's our perception filter. Mm-hmm. We build a perceptions filter. And what we do here with Fishing Without Bait and through the mindfulness, okay? So what we begin to do, Mike, is we work on identifying in the past those markers that began this type of behavior. And again, we get back to choice and choosing. And when we begin to choose to let go of those events' power, that define us. And what we begin, Mike, is begin to take ownership of our past. Ownership of our past. And when we take ownership, rather than letting it define us, we define it. How often do we let other people, places, things, circumstance, and events define us? Mm-hmm. Rather than us being defining them. I'm a person that this thing happened to rather than I'm a person that does this. Absolutely. You, you you have that correctly. Well said. You're uh, you're right on top of it tonight, Mike. Right on top of it. You haven't listened to my other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so take ownership, taking ownership of your past, your narrative. It is your story, no one else's. Okay. So what what this involves is a concept of making conscious choices. So what is conscious choices? Being present and aware. Being in the moment, having having conscious awareness of being able to accurately describe, paying attention on purpose to what's right in front of you, okay? And, and again, when we talk about neuroplasticity, this is how we reform neural, neural networks. We reform them. We begin to re, remap your mind. And again, what's the most uh, simplest definition of uh, neuroplasticity? Teaching an old dog new tricks, okay? And again, what we do is we take time to reflect, which is, again, the awareness aspect of it, in the moments in our lives. So what we want to do is begin to begin to put, plot out a timeline. Begin to plot out some areas in your life. And this is a, an introductory, I guess, in the trade, this would be called a teaser type <laughs> of uh, type of podcast. Where we, where we again introduce, we're introducing this concept, and our previous twenty-two podcasts have began to teach us how to perhaps a little bit about the exercises that we have, so we can actually put into play uh, the, some of these skills that maybe we've learned, and we'll talk about those in how to deal with the automatic negative thoughts, the low self-esteem, the low self-concept with some of the things that perhaps we're dealing with in present time today. So, I think this is pretty exciting. Pretty exciting material. I can't wait to take the deep dive in this. We are going, we're, we're going all the way. We're, we're jumping into the deep end of the pool. However, keep in mind, we have to learn how to swim before we can do that.
Okay. And always, always have a swim buddy with you <laughs> and, and a lifeline to shore. All right. Am I your swim buddy? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Indeed here? you are. All right. Indeed you are. So until then, uh, I'm asking you to show a kindness for another, and please show a kindness to yourself. Thank you so much. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, PC.